Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> That's how I'm going to start our podcast from now on. No. Welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. Now, Matt Stahl. I was thinking, like, I feel like I'm starting a phone call, so I have to say hello and you have to say hello. Does that happen on a phone call? Both people say hello? I think it's just one, right? No, that's, I, I don't know. I thought you say hello and the other person says hello back. No, I guess that doesn't happen. You call me, I would say hello, and you wouldn't go hello. You would say, <laughs> oh, that's true. At least I don't think so. I guess you could. I may start doing that, but it might get confusing because it, they may think it's a question like, are you there? In the days of answering machines, the best one I ever came up <laughs> yeah. with was, it was, you know, so it would ring and then it would, there must not have been a beep or else it wouldn't have worked, but the answering machine would start and I would just say hello. And then I would wait like 10 seconds and then I would say, you know, sorry, we're not here right you know, whatever. And so they would be like mid sentence into talking because <laughs> they thought someone was answering. <laughs> those are the worst. So you're one of those guys, huh? Unfortunately though, I mean, I guess you could do it with voicemail but i think there's there's too many beeps and noises nowadays where i think it wouldn't work yeah i remember i used to voicemails on cell phones i would get caught on that too with people like you most people text nowadays so like phone calls are a thing of the past i usually text hello first before <laughs> it hello <laughs> hello you there it's a good way to start and i and then i write back hello <laughs> then i start talking how are you so i don't know if you'd heard about this i hadn't heard about this company prior to reading some of these stories or seeing this lawsuit. No, I haven't. For some reason, I thought it probably exists because it's almost obvious now, but yeah, I didn't know the actual company. So I'm, I'm assuming they're called Flight Now, F-L-Y-T-E-N-O-W. That makes, seems like that makes sense, but it's... Well, I'm pretty sure they just misspelled flight. <laughs> Problem number one. But I, think, I, I do think that's how it's pronounced. Well, that's how they were able to go under the radar for a little bit before the FAA shut them down, maybe, is they were just searching flight, you know, <laughs> flight-based companies. But So what Flight Now, it's a, I guess you could call it a, a flight-sharing company, so something like uh, Uber or anything in the, the sharing community is obviously really big right now. So I, yeah, the difference being that a lot more people have driver's licenses as opposed to a pilot's license, so it's a little bit different. Yeah how it worked and I, I believe it actually it looks like it is still up and running is it still up and running well that's what's weird it, it seems like their website's up and running but then on on some of the releases they say they have suspended operations so maybe their marketing is such that it, they haven't well so i mean just getting to that and so they they started this company this flight sharing company where basically pilots and non-pilots could get together and go from one destination to the next and possibly round trip too, but just essentially sharing the costs of that. So kind of an everybody wins situation. And the Federal Aviation Administration, the U.S. government agency, basically said, well, this isn't acceptable, and they shut it down. And so that's why I was wondering about whether it was still up and running or not. They, they shut the website down, but the site is operating. I don't, I haven't tried to book a flight to see if it actually I guess you weren't booking a flight. I haven't tried to share a flight with someone <laughs> to see if it works or not. But, you know, so the flight now sued the FAA. And this happened back in January, I think. Right. 
but the actual U.S. Court of Appeals was September 25th, so very recent as we're recording this, and I think they said it was going to take a couple months at least to, to get a decision, but I, you know, Flight Now was at least optimistic that they were going to get a decision in their favor. Yeah, by the end of the year. Yeah. And so th- th- what they utilize is a FAA rule that probably no one except pilots are aware is that, okay, Obviously, there's different rules if you're piloting, you know, actual passengers and advertising for that. That's different. But if you're a a private pilot and you're going to from one city to another, you can post on a bulletin board and say, hey, I'm going to this place. If if you want to come too, why don't you give me some money and we can help share with the some of the costs associated with that. And it seems like a really easy way to kind of hop on a ride somewhere and I don't know how expensive it would be, but I assume it would be, it's obviously much cheaper than hiring a private jet to do so. Yeah. So what they did is took this bulletin board and all these different small airports or however they physically do it and put it on the internet. And all of a sudden the FAA says, and according to Flight Now and their very typical government fashion without kind of going into the details or reconsidering their regulations, just said no. And that's really what they're fighting. And they and basically they're saying that this is a totally outdated law or regulation. And it's also not being interpreted correctly. And this is a infringement on the First Amendment because really it's just a, they're attacking the manner for which they're advertising and replacing the bulletin board with the internet. Yeah, and that's the weird thing is, from what I've read, this has been around, these cost-sharing flights have been around since the 1960s and the FAA has had no problems with them up until this last year when... Basically, like you said, someone took this bulletin board and put it online, like most things have been done these days by now. And that's when the FAA came in and said, oh, actually, this isn't uh, – now that we think about it, we we don't like this. And I, to me, it just says that probably most people didn't know about it up until this site went up. And that's when they – you know, the, the bigger airlines or the commercial airlines are possibly losing out on – on some customer. It's kind of like the taxi thing with, with Uber, how the, all the taxi cab companies and drivers have gotten so upset about this competitor now in a space where there was little competition in the past. Yeah. Here's what's a major difference. Well, I don't know if it's a major difference because it's kind of similar. So what's the argument of why you need to regulate the taxi companies versus, you know, Uber drivers and so forth. Some of it is tax or or a profit incentive for the city, but some of it has, is safety related. But here, I think this is where the safety related aspect of the sharing economy really comes into play because the problem with these small planes and, and these private parties is that they don't have the same kind of regulatory standards and requirements that are given to common carriers like a commercial commercial airlines, whether they have small planes or big, they have to go through a little bit more of a, sta- a higher standard. Now, I have no idea what those are because I'm not a pilot, but I, I do at least have that understanding. But one thing I do know is very clear is that the insurance policies, the limits are compared to the requirements of, of these commercial liners don't even come close in the sense that these private small jets are actually, I don't know if people know this, but you're very likely to get into an accident compared to getting into a car accident. Car accidents are already a pretty high casualty event for most people, which is why we pay a lot for our insurance. But think compare that to these small jets, small crashes here and there are, again, it's relatively common. I'm not saying, you know, 
majority of the time they go down. But if you want to do some comparisons there, it's a definitely higher risk. You got that more likely to have a car accident than flight based on Dumb and Dumber, the big opening scene, right? Where he's driving her to the airport in the limo. <laughs> no. Lloyd is turned around and he's like, you know, it's 10 times more likely you'll get in a car crash on the way to the airport than actually in a flight. And he's like not even looking at the road, like swerving all around. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, it's just think about it. If when you hear about a plane crash, I mean, most of the time it's these small jets and there's probably instances where you don't even really hear about it at all, but it's very rare that a big jet is going to be in a, a crash where people, you know, end up dying from it. So you are right in that aspect. And at least flight now is saying is, well, we don't fall under this common carrier because we're the pilots that are involved in this model are not looking to turn a profit possibly not even making a profit period, I guess is more so their argument. And because this is the case, it's more, you know, it's a non-commercial transaction. And that's why this expense sharing should be allowed. It's not, we're not going to hold these pilots to the same standards as commercial airlines for that reason. Yeah. I was just trying to look up. I, I know I saw a story on this and they, they kind of mentioned the the risk of having a small plane accident versus a car accident and the percentages was much higher in a small plane. Of course, I can't find that statistic, but so just, I guess, just believe me. <laughs> Is that the alternative? I think it's well known. I mean, it's... Is it well known? Yeah. I don't know. But people are way more terrified to fly on a plane than, than ride in a car. So... I don't know if I was making it clear. You understand? I'm saying that small planes are... Wait, are we on the same page or no? Yeah, yeah. No, I. you okay. said two different okay. things, and I'm agreeing with both of them. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm confused. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> You're like not here. I wasn't sure. No, I, I, I agreed with both, so don't worry. So other than this, the, I mean, one of the bigger things about this, it seems like it might turn on, is the, what Flight Now is calling the means of communication and how this information is getting out there. I mean, it's 2015. Pretty much everything's online nowadays. I Like you kind of said at the beginning, I'm surprised this didn't exist prior the, to 2014. But I mean, to me, I don't really see a change in how things were allowed to be done for decades as opposed to now where anyone can do it. It's like my thought was that it's just more people know about it. So that's why the FAA is, is upset about it now because it's going to affect more people as opposed to the past where probably people really didn't know about this unless they were small pilots or knew someone that was a pilot. And I think that's the key point that F the FAA is making too, is that they're defining flight now as a common carrier, or I should say the, the, the pilots who are participating in this. And curiously, there's, I guess there's no statutory definition of, of a common carrier, but apparently FAA has interpreted to basically be defined as, quote, an air carrier that undertakes to provide interstate or foreign aircraft transportation to passengers as a common carrier for compensation to the public. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key thing here is the holds it out to the public or a segment of the public is a little bit different because when you're putting it on the internet versus on a bulletin board, which is in a small airport that may not be to the public, so to speak. But I, I would say if the airport is readily available to anyone to enter wherever that bulletin board is the same thing. It's just a different amount of people, right? And I don't really even get why the FAA is so concerned about this. I, I don't really think it's going to affect too many. I mean, I understand commercial airlines are having difficulties in general, but I think it's safety. I mean, I, I, I think that there's a legitimate argument on how there's different regulations for common carriers. There are different protections for passengers for common carriers. And you're not going to have that in these small, you know, cost sharing flights. 
Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just not even sure why the FAA even cares about this in general. I, I just don't think it's going to affect that many people. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think what happened was they just said a no because it was easy for them to set a no, but they're being sued. Now they have to fight it and make an example out of it, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, in that common carrier issue, they're, if you go to Flight Now, and I'll, I'll link there, they've actually put a really good summary up on their blog, but they narrowed down to three main issues and that common carrier one's really the the meat of it there's one the other two seem more you know procedural or possibly even a, a misunderstanding between the parties on this pilot certification issue so i think that's what's going to turn to you know we'll find out and i guess it does say the site shut down in august 2014 so or at least being able to book or to actually use it the site is still up and running because i'm on it right now but to actually use use the features of it i would totally consider doing this this seems pretty neat well i mean to me it's all going to come down to price right it's <laughs> yeah well I, and i assume it's again i assume like it has to be cheaper <laughs> you're just sharing the cost so yeah it has to be i, I mean cheaper compared to just paying a pilot to, in a small plane to to fly you. I don't know if cheaper compared to a commercial airline. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking on their FAQs and it says, as an example, a round trip adventure from Boston's Hanscom Field to Martha's Vineyard and a Cessna 172 may cost around $100, $120 per person. Okay. I have no idea if that's good or not, but it seems all right. Wait, that's from, that's from where? From Boston to? Martha's Vineyard. Oh, I don't have no idea either. <laughs> I, I mean, the last time I was with Mar at Martha's Vineyard was, uh, I don't know, just like a two weeks ago, so I can't remember that far. What's your favorite airplane-themed movie? Don't say airplane. I was going to say airplane. <laughs> it's a good choice, but... Uh, airplane, either Snakes on the Plane, which I've never seen, but I just think it's just, <laughs> the premise is just so funny, or there was Air Force One. Is that what the name of the movie I think it was? That was pretty good. Yeah, there's Air Force One. There was uh, Con Air. Oh, that that's the worst movie. In fact, I think I like it less because it seems to be just always on and I've watched it a couple of times. What about Top Gun? Top Gun is not all in one plane, at least a majority of it. Oh, you had to be something that was all in one plane? Okay. Yeah, that's the rule. You just made it up. All right. Well, that's fine. Well, I think you actually you did a pretty good job. That was good, good choices. Well, there's not that many. Yeah. <laughs> I think we named all. Snakes on a plane. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast, the podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.